deliberate or not deliberate? Is your state going to be free this coming week, this coming month? I'm already free. I don't I'm know. a free I man. don't know. Don't tell me. We had a mom arrested here in Idaho for being at the park. Well, good that's, on her. That's pretty oh, unbelievable. Man. We also have Uncle Gary on the show. I do everything for you. Godfather <laughs> Garrett. Godfather Garrett. The Godfather cross politics. And Samaritan Ministries, James McDonald, is coming on to talk to us. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. He's what great. Fantastic. Innovative. We're pumped. Pastor Toby, Chalk Knox, I'm the Water Boy, and of course, Uncle Gary. Good to be with you guys. Thank you for joining us on the Fight Lab Feast Network. I'm just going to keep it going. <laughs> Uncle Gary knows what this is. <laughs> the Godfather. Brito, never go against the family. Never. Support Rowdy Christian Media. Join our club. Get a free t-shirt. Also, our conference is happening in Nashville. It's happening. We don't care. Just name it, it and claim it. Happening. We're, We're doing it. Ronan and We're all. doing it. Yeah, people are still signing up. We had sign-ups this last week. Praise club God. Club members, rowdy club members. people. Yeah, they're like, we don't care. We're going. Club members, email us so I can send you your discount code so you can get a discount coming to our, our conference, which means it basically makes your membership free. I mean, so sort of. you become you, you a member money. and you get $100 off your registration yes. yep. the conference. And you got to understand, all like together for the gospel, uh, Southern Baptist Convention. Everybody canceled. Uh, everybody canceled. Yeah. So you guys are going to be hungry for, for some fellowship and our conference, Fight, Laugh, Feast Conference. We're going to kick it off with a psalm sing and yeah. fellowship on Thursday night. Mm. We have a full day slated on Friday with Pastor Wilson, Pastor Toby, Glenn Sunshine. Uncle Gary, you coming um, up? I haven't come been up invited. From, I mean, but consider this a formal. Oh, this is a formal invite. So a four-hour four oh, yeah. drive. Uncle Gary's gonna invite. be there. He's gonna be there. I haven't been invited to the to the conference. I like to go, but when you were in Birmingham, who came over to visit you? That's true. You yeah, you wanted some of that smoke from the SBC, and so you came in and it was like, Not you. I got your back. I got my people. If you need a favor, you know that your your colors back here, Godfather. Colors. I know. Oh, yeah. I know. Yeah, no. It was on purpose. So, hey, real quick, uh, Grace Agenda, as you guys know, got moved to August, August 14th, 15th. That week's going to be packed and exciting. It's going to be fun. NSA is also doing its graduation. Yeah. We have the President's Dinner from uh, Ben Merkel's New St. Andrews President's Dinner. We have convocation, all the students coming back to go to school. Yeah. Uh, that's August 14th, 15th. We're, and, of course, our Fight, Laugh, Feast Conference, October 1st through 3rd. And then we're going to be with Right Response Annual Conference, October 23rd through the 24th. Go to rightresponseministries.com forward slash conference Look to check that out. Yeah. That's in San Diego, and the Just Thinking Brothers are going to be there. Daryl and Virgil are going to yeah, be there with us. Awesome. Who doesn't really awesome. want to go to San Diego in late October? Yeah, I, I, I just want to go there seriously. for the drama. I, go I just, just want to see if they let us in there. Yeah. <laughs> Pastor Toby's going to be speaking. I'm going to be speaking. Daryl's going to be speaking. Virgil. Uh, we're going to do, do a live show. Oh, we're going to do a mashup? Yeah, like, a yeah. mashup. Big mashup show? Yeah. This is going to be so fun. going to be a lot of organ. Man. <laughs> Classical Conversations believes that parents are the best teachers for their children. Classical Conversations is committed to helping families homeschool Harvard successfully doesn't. through high school. Our program offers community in person and online, encouragement and fellowship, accountability, support from like-minded parents, rich downloadable resources, online forums, and video tutorials, tried and trusted learning framework with recommended assignments, trained parent tutors, model the classical approach for Parents. Also, remember, they just rolled out this brand new master's program oh, for moms. Oh, did, did oh yeah. About, did you hear about this, Gary? It's phenomenal. Uh, Classical Conversations, they teamed up with a, a college down in Florida, and they're now offering a master's degree uh, based on um, the courses moms are teaching their kids, yes. plus some additional outside you know, um, studies. But you think about it. A mom teaches their kids for 12 years. I mean, 
She's got her. She got a PhD. I mean, pretty much. I mean, and, and you just pointed out, like we ought to recognize that we ought to honor moms and what they've done and what they've. Yeah, what this they've is taught. beautiful. Uh, a lot of them, you know. I mean, that's worth. That's worth. You the think time. about it. You know, I I have an education degree. My yeah. wife had an education degree, and it's interesting. In four years of college, you really don't take very many courses actually teaching. Right. You get you get one semester of student teaching, right. and here you've got these parents teaching their kids for twelve years. Yeah. Come on, if man. they're not, you know. Um, Competent to teach after that right. is is absolutely ridiculous. But, and, and and even Truth. just the, the learning that you do as a teacher. I mean, right. you know this. I mean, if you teach something over and over again, I mean, that's how you learn it. Um, I, I was actually I, I'll, I'll geek out here for a second on the Hebrew. You know, oh. the, you know the Hebrew verb for learn. You're going to tell me. I'm, I'm sure. going to tell you. It's lamad. It means to learn. Lamad. Lamad. And um, but there's a there's a there's a verb form that's it's an intensive form. They call pl. That's 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 English. And and so for example, kill is katal, and when you put it in the PL, it becomes slaughter. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. that's that's what it means. Yeah. Well, when you take lamad and you put it in the PL, so lamad means to learn, mm-hmm. but when you put it in the PL, it becomes intensive. It means to teach. Mm-hmm. Because when you're a very intensive learner, it you, just starts spilling out of you. You know, yeah. And I think vice versa. When you be, when you're able to teach well, that's really um, good. You're actually it, it, you are learning intensively. It sounds like you've had a classical education. I, well, wow. I did go to New St. Andrews College. Oh, wow, look at that. Anyways, check oh. out classicalconversations.com. Okay, we're gonna play a game here with Uncle Gary. What? Oh. Yeah. Nobody gonna, told me about this. Oh, we're gonna so play I'm... a game here with Uncle Gary. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. You're there just... we go. All right, Gary, um, you're going to have the first dib here, the first response to what's going to happen, okay? Okay. This is on you. All right. It's on you. Be ready. Okay. When we talk about this idea of reopening society, you know, only in America does the president, when the president tweets about liberation, does he mean go back to work? Oh! You know, have this discussion about going, going back or reopening. I think a lot of people should just say no. We're not going back to that. We're not going back to working 70 hour weeks just so that we could put food on the table and not even feel any sort of semblance of security in our lives. And, you know, I I think that is the most important conversation we can have. And I think it's going to take reading a a lot of folks and indulging in Poetry, I think it, it, it's going to require indulging um, in, in, our, in ourselves, in our history, in our culture. I think we need to read about coal miner rebellions in the early 1900s. She's lived um, such I a hard life. We need to read about um, abolition work. Oh. I think we need to read like from abortion? Uh, the warmth of other suns. I think we need to read so much to learn about ourselves because the one thing that America does not do and our education does not do is, is we do not do a good job of teaching Americans about America. Get out of public school. Line dog face pony soldier. <laughs> well, the first thing she needs to do is read Thomas Sowell and oh, maybe ooh. Walter Williams. Ooh. Uh, I'd start there. The next thing she needs to do is to look at the fourth commandment. You're supposed to work six days. Yeah. yeah. So telling people not to go to work is a violation of God's commandment. And then if she tells these people not to go to work, right now we have people who are out of work. And what do you think is going to happen when the, when the economy is opened again? <laughs> reopened. <laughs> reopened. <laughs> What's going to happen? People are going to craving for jobs, and then she's telling people don't go to work. Well, those people will probably never get a job yep. again. Yep. 
uh, and this, I understand she has a degree in economics, but she does not understand economics. And one no. of the reasons we have such a problem up today and with wages and so forth is all the government regulations that keep businesses down. Right. And one, why is it that a lot of American um, uh, companies are going overseas? I mean, that's expensive. You, you yeah. Building mm-hmm. over there, equipping over there, shipping yeah. back and forth. There's got to be a reason for Somehow that. Somehow it's worth it. Exactly, because <laughs> yeah. to do it here, it's too expensive. Right, right. And so if you want to liberate people, the way you liberate them is to get the government out of the economic process. Mm. Uh, she wants to control the economic process even more, which is going to make it more expensive for, for businesses to do business. Mm. And then, look, money is a coward. Money goes where it feels safest. Mm. And that's what happens to these companies. They, Money's they, a coward. It's, it is. It's a coward. It's gonna, you know, I want to be safe over here, so I'm yeah, going to go. Yeah. And, look, and look what happened with, this, with China. All these companies doing business over in China, it's going gonna, it's gonna to affect their bottom line. And now a lot of companies are considering coming back. Yeah. And if the government would, would get rid of the regulations and lower the corporate taxes, and here, she'll scream, I can't believe you're going to say lower corporate taxes. Look, corporations do not pay taxes. Mm-hmm. We pay taxes. That's yeah. right. Corporations right. is just an expense like a light bill or a heating bill. Yeah, they just pass They're it on. They're just going to pass it on. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, again, this is someone who does not know economics, and unfortunately most Americans aren't educated in the area of economics. Wow. Do you have a book or something like that, American Vision, somebody can get on economics or something like that? E- uh, economics? God and Government. Okay, yeah. okay. That's a good one. I saw it back there. Yeah, That's we just, got it. Oh, it's on yeah. the shelf. Yeah. We yeah. keep yeah. it on the shelf. Right behind you know, one of the things I was thinking about, too, is – who does not going back to work really hurt? Now this is a this is AOC who's supposed to be for the little guy. Yeah. But I don't know if you guys have been looking at some of this the networks. Have you looked at Como's house? Yeah. He yeah. cool. He has got some money. He all right. He'll yeah. be he'll survive this. Yeah. And he, or at least he'll survive it longer than the rest of us. But some of us yeah. ain't living so lavishly and need to go back to work just yeah. to pay the next bill. She's making one hundred and seventy four thousand dollars a year. Every politician who's making wow. all of these decisions for us. Yep. Right? All the doctors and all the so-called experts out there, yeah. they're still getting paid. Right. Yeah. And That's they're right. telling people, stay home, stay home, stay home, yep. while they have a safe paycheck and yep. they, because they're government employees. Right. And well, she's making a ton of money well, right now. Look yeah. at all of our central industries in town that That's are open. What I was say, yeah. It's all the big box stores. Yeah. It's Walmart. It's Winco. It's, right. not, it's not our local restaurants. All, all the people who live paycheck to paycheck are the ones that are getting kicked in the teeth with this. That's, That's right. 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 You non-essential people. Yep. Well, I mean, you treat them that way. And they're not going to be, they can't live like that. No. They're, they're, I mean, they can't, they're not going to be able to buy groceries. They're not going to be able to pay their bills. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, the, and the, 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 they don't, they don't have their health care taken care of. They begin, you know, they, they, it, it crushes them. What governor or politician is fighting for your right to go back to work? Right. None. Yeah. None. One Through the, all this. Well, I just sure. did a protest a week and a half ago and not one local politician showed up to it to help businesses go back to work. Right. Not one. Right. And here we are. Here we are. It's like, you want politicians to save you? It's like, no, they're shutting down your city. They're shutting down your state. And then the, um, uh, the stimulus isn't even coming here. Yeah. No, uh, no that's the like, thing. You're is, any, your God isn't even helping. I don't think people realize. Yeah, I mean, I think they're starting to realize. But there, there's not enough money for what the government has done. Yeah, what, right. There isn't right. enough money. Like, right. like yeah. They're like, no, but we'll do trillions. Right. Yeah. It's gone. Yeah. It's already gone. Yeah. We blew four trillion like and, that, and, it, and 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 a lot of small businesses didn't get a cent. Yep. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. Because that's because that's what happens. Yep. And, and and you can't just you can't just keep saying, well, we're gonna get we're gonna send more checks. Yeah. This is this blows up everything. Yep. It and, really and does. And the little man, the the one who has to pay his bills every month, that guy gets crushed. Yeah. 
yeah. meanwhile, we're like, hey, but you can have booze. Right. The liquor yep. stores are open. The pot shops are open. That's right. The tattoo parlors are open, <laughs> you know, apparently in Georgia. Walmart's open. I'm, the big man. I'm right. totally fine submitting to authorities at this point. I think it's kind of time to say it's time to go back to work. Yeah. Just go back to work. Yep. Well, and you can still be reasonable about all Sure, this. of I, course. I proposed a number of weeks ago and saying, look, restaurants could open up. Just put people at every other table. Yep. And yeah. Let them make the decision. Put a, something on the wind, the door yeah. that says, but see, that's, you come in here, you're, you know. We know that there might be a risk. Right. Well, and here's what's crazy is, like, the restaurants are shut down, the churches are shut down, and Walmart's open. I'm most likely to get the virus from Walmart. Yeah. On touching the keypad. I go and get a grocery cart. I go and pick up, you know, open the door to get the milk. I mean, all those things aren't being washed down every every time someone touches it. But if I go to a restaurant, I'm going there with my people. The waitress or waiter has cleaned the table after and before and after. Yep. It's it's far more safer for me to actually go to a you restaurant with my friends, with people in. I know, yeah. than going to Walmart where it's just you know everybody in the community has been there shopping. Thousands of people. Well, that's yeah. part of, we haven't. Day. We don't think well, and be, we have to have somebody else tell us. In order to think. And that's part of it goes back to education. So I think right now all the rage is everybody's mad at Trump saying that, you know, you should take uh, what about us injecting um, uh, disinfectants disinfectants into people. And it's like, you know what? Trump can say whatever he wants to say. You ain't going to get me to go in my house and say, yeah, you know what I should do? You know why? Because I'm a thinking person. That's chemicals. I'm not putting that in my body. There's some things I'm just not going to do. And, and do if you fish want tank to. cleaner. But, but, but you know, you, you're a human being that can decide to make decisions well, on your own. That, that's the blessing of, actually, the blessing that's of this freedom. whole moment. The blessing of this whole moment is I think God is giving a bunch of people an opportunity. Like, are you going to think about this? Or are you just going to sit there on the conveyor belt of what's happened and just let it keep happening to yeah, you? Yeah, that's and, right. And I, and I do think there are some encouraging signs. I don't know if that's enough. I don't know if it's enough of people waking up and saying, hey, wait, wait what are we doing here? But I think there are a lot of people saying, wait, what? who are you and why do you tell me what to do? But, but, yeah, but the what, assumption here is that the government knows what's best for you. Right, well, but, uh, but that's what I'm saying is yep. I think what's becoming clear is they don't know what they're talking about. That's right. Well, and don't even go play at parks here in Idaho. Controversy erupts as a mom is arrested in a playground close due to the pandemic. Officer, you don't want to do that. The arrest of a yes, Meridian woman has sparked backlash. I feel like I was singled out um, because I was the only person that was arrested. The incident happened at a park in Meridian, Idaho, where anti-lockdown parents reportedly sent out this plea on social media. There are a bunch of us taking our kids to the park to tear the tape off the playground. Let's take a stand. Police say they went to the playground after receiving several calls She's COVID about conscious. what was taking place. They say when they got there, caution tape and metal signs stating that the playground was closed had been removed, and they repeatedly informed everyone it was time to clear out. Now, did you notice the police officers? No gloves, yeah. no masks. Oh, yeah. man. And yet they, put, they arrest her. And they touched her. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it's... Anyway, and this, this, I mean, she's virtue signaling right there. Lovely woman, all dressed in white like Florence Nightingale, <laughs> with, with her mask half off. I thought yeah. that was an earring, honestly. <laughs> yeah. I was like, why? What's the other one at? That's, that's going to be the new style. You know? Yeah, you know? with the one glove. I'm, that's, that's, I'm COVID conscious. We, we need to save this segment for the third because there's just a lot to talk about with this. I think there's a lot going on uh, here that we need to deal with. But before we get to the third segment, we got um, James McDonald from Samaritan Ministries yeah. joining us next on our second segment and you guys don't want to miss that they're doing some amazing things over Samaritan Ministry so more cross politic coming up next I'm so, I'm, I'm so distracted by this music Americans have been traveling down the health insurance highway for decades but lately it's been taking us to places we don't want to go for Christians it's hard to know which road to take or is it Samaritan Ministries provides a different direction 
a biblical path for their members to pray for each other and share financially in each other's medical needs. This idea that Samaritan has adopted from the book of Acts should permeate all parts of our lives, not just health sharing. We, as a body of believers, are living out New Testament Christianity. This is what God intended for the church. Do you believe that you need an insurance company, or do you believe that God will provide your needs? And there are people that you've never met before who are going to pray for you and meet your needs. There's another way. Looking for a new direction for your health care? Visit us online at SamaritanMinistries.org. Logos Online School is your affordable partner in classical Christian homeschooling, offering live teacher-led instruction four days a week to students in grades 7 through 12. Our experienced, enthusiastic teachers provide instruction in math, science, literature, history, languages, Bible, apologetics, rhetoric, government, and economics. Find out why more and more Christian homeschoolers are turning to Logos Online School for the education of their children. Go to LogosOnlineSchool.com today. drink everything in front of me. I know. Which cup should you pick? You know what? Let's just let's just do it. Uh, it's your intro, Toby. Welcome back to Cross Politic <laughs> on the Fight Laugh Feast Network. <sighs> what what are you drinking, chocolate? Uh, I'm drinking some Samaritan Ministries water. <laughs> water? Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm water. drinking some Samaritan Ministries blessed Cross Politic coffee. Mm, I love the blend. I yeah, love right. The blend. It's a yeah, great it's blend. A it's a great blend. <laughs> and Cross Politic coffee. The it, it comes with roast. a little healing in it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say security. <laughs> so um, we have been flooded with information and misinformation about COVID-19. Yeah. There are lots of misconceptions amidst all the real facts, but in the middle of all the stress and uncertainty and even fear, as Christians, one thing remains constant. God is still on the throne. I'll preach, Amen. preacher. He's still faithful. He loves us. He cares for us. Romans 8 says that nothing in all of creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. And so when you're experiencing like a health need crisis, especially when we feel isolated and alone because the stupid government quarantined you, mm, you can say that part again, <laughs> because the stupid government quarantined message, you, it affects us emotionally and spiritually as well as physically. And Samaritan Ministries connects you to other Christians who are members who can come alongside you through prayer and encouragement and financial support for your medical needs. Mm. And so we're so grateful. Samaritan Ministries is one of our sponsors. Our yeah. Corporate sponsors. Corporate sponsor. That means they really, Get it right. really like us. Get it right. I mean, corporate partner. Co- <laughs> Would you make up your mind? <laughs> and um, so if you'd like to learn more about how you can be part of this ministry, Christians helping other Christians with health care, visit SamaritanMinistries.org slash and then it just goes blank. Cross politic. Yes, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> cross politic. There's nothing after that in my yeah. notes. Um, no, it is cross politic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, yeah. we're so grateful not only for the corporate sponsorship of Samaritan Ministries, uh, we're also thankful to have James McDonald from Samaritan Ministries with us on the line. He has been with Samaritan Ministries for 14 years. Um, which probably means he started working there when he was four. Cause yeah, he, I mean, I mean look at that baby face. He doesn't look old enough yeah. to have been working there for 14 years. Um, <laughs> but, uh, he's been uh, three years as director of marketing and membership development. Uh, and, uh, he is married. Mm. They have, they have one child. Just Ooh, had a yeah, glory. little baby. Uh, glory. Uh, Baptized Presbyterian little baby. Oh. 
Okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're just, you're just going to take it from him. Okay. I, I did. Uh, and, and he practices Muay Thai. That's a great drink. Not the drink. <laughs> <laughs> what What is Muay Thai? Uh, Muay Thai is a um, it's a form of kickboxing from Thailand. Wow. So um, punches, kicks, elbows, knees. Does, uh, does that come in handy as director of marketing and membership? <laughs> Uh, sometimes, sometimes <laughs> you know, every now and then our CFO gets a little feisty. Oh, no. <laughs> you got to take it to him. Yeah. Hey, James, thank you very much for coming on cross politic. Oh, thank you guys for having me. So Samaritan ministries is a very unique deal. Mm-hmm. Um, how, how did this even start? How did this industry get going in the first place? Yeah, well, really, it's built off of an old uh, principle that we see in uh, in the New Testament, specifically, where we see Christians coming together. Um, Acts chapter 2 talks about people uh, selling their possessions so that nobody has has a need. And, um, and it, you know, we see that in the early church. Uh, fast forward a few centuries, and <laughs> you have um, uh, a guy who's involved in a... Uh, uh, gospel rescue mission who has a medical need uh, or a medical need within his family that uh, they weren't able to fully bear. And so they published that need in their rescue missions uh, newsletter and they received money and they thought, wow, this is interesting. I wonder if this can work for other people. Other people are in need. So they started publishing other needs and um, mm. later a ministry was born out of that. That was the original ministry, Christian Brotherhood. And uh, today there are multiple healthcare sharing ministries. Samaritan Ministries is one. And um, what makes Samaritan uh, unique is that rather than people sharing to the ministry who then distributes the funds, uh, Samaritan Ministries share directly with one another. So my check would go to you if you had a medical need or, you know, we just had a baby six months ago, as you had mentioned. So um, people shared medical needs uh, or um, money directly with us. So we took that money and we paid our hospital bill. Yeah. I love that. Why is that so important? Yeah. I I was wondering just you make that distinction. Why is that distinction important? It's, it's important because number one, you know where your money goes. And number two, um, it -hmm. allows for a level of Christian community that can't exist. Otherwise our members not only send the check, they also send notes and cards and prayers and encouragement. I, I was interviewing a member um, a couple of years ago who they had a baby and uh, on top of getting notes, cards, checks, and, and, and all of the above, they also received a hand knit sweater for that baby when wow. they were inside. So it was pretty cool. You know, those are things that don't happen with, um, you know, outside of this direct sharing model. It's amazing to me, like how this whole industry started where it, uh, a newsletter published a need and then here we are what 30 years later and there's actually a whole industry that came out of basically christians just helping each other and then the industry came out of it yep exactly it's amazing so, so what's the difference between samaritan ministries and regular health insurance well um the difference is the, the biggest difference is that there's an exchange of risk that happens with health insurance so uh the the health insurance company is actually taking on your responsibility um, they are uh, contractually obligated to pay out on that um, on the medical needs that you have as they arise. Um, that's that's the that's the first and uh, most important uh, distinction because with healthcare sharing, our members are still responsible to pay their own medical bills. Um, mm. 
because of that, insurance companies, they're looking at you um, from an investment sort of standpoint. They're trying to assess their risk by taking you on what risk are they exposed to. And based off of that, they're coming up with your monthly premium. Whereas with um, Samaritan Ministries and other healthcare sharing ministries, again, our members are responsible for their own medical needs. The difference is that we're a community of Christians who have um, essentially promised to share with another's um, medical needs. So we have specific amounts that we share directly with one another in Samaritan's case uh, every single month. And um, by figuring out the right mix of like individuals versus households and couples, we're able to, to funnel the right amount of money to people when they have those medical needs. And so through that, medical needs are shared. Uh, it's all voluntary, essentially, um, but you're volunteering to share on a monthly basis. So it's not um, something where you have to wonder if those shares are going to come come through because at the end of the day, um, ultimately, you know, I, I want to share with you and I want to, I want you to share with me when I'm in need. Right. So this is a extremely strong Christian idea. Uh, it's also not just that it seems to me that all the Christian ideas are always a new hot ideas. Like it just makes sense. And seeing that where our, our culture has gone with technology, this is new hotness, man. Like this is, yeah. this is yeah. really forward thinking. Why is it this taking off more than where it is right now? It's doing good, but man, it seems like this should be the rage out there. Yeah, absolutely. Really, the the reality is, is that we've been doing kind of the social economy, sort of like Kickstarter, Uber sort of a thing for 25 years. And, and 25 years ago, we didn't have the technology to do the things that we can do today. So it started out, as I mentioned before, in a newsletter format. And Samaritan Ministries used to publish medical needs in a newsletter as well. Hmm. But as it grew, uh, we didn't we there were too many needs to put in a newsletter so we yeah, started right. what we call a share slip and but everything was going through paper and through the mail and so we've really had this kind of social economy sort of uh, organization that that's that's grown out organically from this christian community uh, concept but it's run in this analog format for a really long time and so now you know with the advancements in technology we can actually start to harness these things in a way that's a lot uh, fresher and a lot new newer so how how big is Samaritan Ministries? Man, how many people are involved? How much money is involved? How big is it? How big is this community? <laughs> well, we have over uh, eighty five thousand households actively sharing on a monthly basis. Wow! We are sharing uh, more than thirty million dollars in medical needs per month. Okay, Whew. that's from broken legs to babies to cancer to liver transplants. Okay, um, and uh, and yeah, we. Um, uh, we have about 400 employees in our um, Peoria headquarters. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah, so. So, so somebody who's not used to this model, I can think of at least a couple of, of, of concerns or worries yeah. they might have. Um, one might be, okay, so 85,000 households, $30 million. Okay, surely some people flake. Mm-hmm. And they don't. They don't do the share. They say they will. They don't keep their promise. They don't pay. Yeah. I mean, how often does that happen? It's very rare, but it does, you know, it does happen from time to time. And we have, we have processes internally to deal with that. So, you know, if somebody were to not send their share, we just have another person send the share to you. Uh, we'd reallocate someone to you and make sure that yeah. you actually, you know, got the money that you needed to pay that bill. Um, in the cases of people who don't pay, we do have a process there as well, uh, accountability process. And yeah. if, if they don't pay their share after three months, we um, deactivate them from membership. So there are, there, you know, there's, there's some teeth there. Yeah. Uh, but um, but yeah, absolutely. Our, our, the, the goal is to have a community of people that are actively 
participating and actively sharing with one another. And so if you're not, if you're not fulfilling that obligation, we can't continue on you on our membership roles. So you've, even when that's happened, you've been able to reallocate the funds. And so people have, have gotten the, the, um, the funding that they needed for their needs that they'd been published. Exactly. So yep. now has there ever been, have there been needs though, where, I mean, it just, I mean, some things are really crazy expensive. I mean, there's, you know, you talk about cancer, uh, you know, these kind of things. I mean, have there been needs where people really have, you know, I mean, you've done what you could, but they got kind of left with a big bill. Yeah. The, the amazing thing is even at a Samaritan's founding, I mean, we, we, we started very small and there's never been a time where, um, uh, where medical needs have come through at a level that we weren't able to, to, to take care of them. Essentially, That's even amazing. in the early days where uh, in the early days where there were, you know, a hundred families, we couldn't have handled a, a cancer, uh, a cancer need, but the cancer need never happened. That was really God's provision yeah. on uh, and protection of, uh, for the ministry. Uh, but as we've grown, we've been able to handle more and more needs. And so now, you know, we're constantly handling cancer needs and what I mentioned earlier, liver transplants. And um, th- so far there hasn't been a medical need that we haven't been able, that's been too big for us to handle. Now we do have times where there may be months where the uh, balance of needs versus shares may uh, um, become unbalanced where we have more needs than we have uh, share dollars available. And so in those months we prorate. Um, so we may share, um, at, you know, 80% of a, of a medical need, but in later months where we're able to make that up, we come back and make sure that we, uh, we share those needs uh, fully. This is amazing. You guys are always sitting in the position where you are seeing God actively work <laughs> every single moment. So you guys are praying people, I'm sure. <laughs> you know, one of the things I was thinking about as a small business, is there something that's set up with Samaritan that small businesses can use this? So if you have, you know, 35 employees in your construction company, is there some sort of way that you can still use Samaritan without just forcing on your people? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We, um, yeah, so there's, there are different uh, guidelines uh, that the government has, has set down for uh, businesses of different sizes. Um, and we don't actively recruit uh, small businesses, but we do have so- some small businesses that use Samaritan ministries. Oh. Uh, the reason we don't actively recruit is that we haven't at this time specifically crafted a uh, group specific product when we think that there are some nuances with um, with, uh, with, with groups that we'd like, you know, where we could serve them a little bit more if we were actually to, to build something like that out. However, for the groups that do use Samaritan, um, they, uh, their, their members are individual members of Samaritan ministries. Uh, in fact, okay. Samaritan ministries, I mentioned we have 400 staff members. We're all Samaritan members. And so what Samaritan does is once a month, I think it's the uh, second Friday of every month, I get a little bit more money. It's just enough money to um, uh, uh, pay for my share. And so I pay, I actively yeah. send out a check myself to somebody every single month. So oh, wow. yeah, that's, and that, and that, those, those are some of the ways that, uh, that organizations can, can do that. You know, I think you look at, there's a, there's a couple of industries that just by kind of the, the kind and type of industry that they are, are kind of a mix of charity and business practices. So, you know, education would be one of those. You need, you need right. charity and education, but you also need sound business practices. You got to pay dollars. teachers. You got to pay teachers. And, and same thing with the healthcare industry. And, but when one of those, when those industries kind of get imbalanced with how that process should, should shake out, you get wild costs driven, driven up significantly. So the health, uh, the, you know, the health, uh, um, insurance industry is 
uh, when I became a proprietor in 2016, I started looking at healthcare costs or health um, insurance costs. And for my family, it was like $1,200 a month, something like that. This was three years ago. And the deductible was $5,000. So it was still, and, and Samaritan Ministries, you guys are about, I think, what, three forty dollars for a family, and the deductible is about $300 <laughs> wow. for, for a whole family. I mean, it's just, it's just incredible, the difference. But that's got because- got plans now, if I remember correctly. They have some other plans, too. That, got, yeah, yeah. yeah, we should can, get in those can, in a second. Can, yeah, can yeah, you walk yeah. through those? What, what are the options that people have? Yeah, uh, right now we have um, Samaritan Basic and Samaritan Classic. Um, Samaritan basic is, uh, uh, a cheaper, uh, uh, version of Samaritan, uh, classic. So there's some cost savings to be had there. And Samaritan classic is the same, uh, uh, ministry that, uh, you know, sort of, um, program that we've had for uh, 25 years. So, um, uh, but, uh, yeah, we, we are actually working on a new program that we hope to launch sometime this, uh, this year, uh, called Samaritan given, and that's a 100% uh, digital-based solution, so that will be uh, through an app and and through and through uh, your browser. Um, but and also, I wanted to go back to our previous comment real quick and just mention uh, around businesses that the other the other aspect for businesses is that you know you do have to have a um, uh, we're we're Christian only. So if you're a Christian only business, um, that that would be something where you could you could look into us as a solution. That's, that's I, important. I, I really that's like important. That. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah um, I just want to encourage you. But one thing that was really when we talked a little bit yesterday, I really appreciated your approach to understand how people work. I asked why more people aren't just signing up for a Samaritan, and you you kind of took me back and he's like, look, I understand this is a hard decision for people because, you know, a lot of people don't know if this is made for them. And you just basically walk through like health is, is a big step. <laughs> it's not like switching your cell phone bill and said, oh, I'm just going to go to this other one. Yeah. And I really appreciate how, how human this was. And it made me stop and think like, oh, this just isn't another digital decision. Yeah. You know, you really are making a big jump when you're talking about your family's health care and health sharing and how you want to make sure that's taken care of. And I just want to tell everybody, you need to go to SamaritanMinistries.org for slash cross politic <laughs> and look at some yeah. of the stories that are there so that you can see how God has just been using this ministry to meet the needs of his people. I just recommend that more than anything else. You just have to watch those stories. Well, and we don't, uh, you know, our audience knows this. We've said this before that uh, we choose corporate partners, corporate sponsors. We don't let anybody become a corporate sponsor of our show. And that's why, that's why we give, uh, you know, we've, uh, reje James. we've rejected a few. Yeah, we've yeah. rejected, we've we rejected a, a, a number just for the record. And, and you know, we love one of the reasons why we like Samaritan ministry so much is because how in disruptive it is to the industry and how Absolutely. it's a, a great example for Christian companies and Christian innovation to come in and take over a market and be a, a good solution for families. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I, I love having James on. Gary, did you have something to add? Yeah, uh, I just wonder what is the response of the medical community when someone comes in and says, hey, I don't have the typical health insurance and I'm going to be paying, essentially I'm going to be paying cash. Uh, how do the hospitals and doctors respond mm. to that? Yeah, well, most providers do have a policy for cash pay patients. So um, in, in you know, the majority of cases, that's never uh, a problem. Um, my wife and I, uh, you know, again, just had a, a baby six months ago and we were um, at a major hospital and we mentioned that we were cash pay and they already had a discount program for us. We just had to, um, and they, they knew, how, they already knew how to handle uh, Samaritan. We, we've been around for 25 years and there's other healthcare sharing ministries as well. So the, 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 the uh, industry has grown and, and, and hospitals are aware of us. 
not all hospitals like dealing with cash pay patients, but there's very few of those compared to um, the, the the providers that that are willing to work with with cash pay patients. And you make it you made a comment that may a lot of people may have missed in that there's a discount because right. cash payment, you're mm. not going through an entire bureaucratic system that's mm. costing much, much more money. You're paying you're paying direct. Uh, and you know that's some and the hospitals some, like that. Some so they incentivize it. Basically, yeah. is what they're doing. Mm, right, that's yeah. really good. James McDonald with Samaritan Ministry. Samaritan. Oh, you got another one. Go ahead. Hold on. Oh, I'm sorry. Hold on. All right. Go ahead. I, we we're sitting here in the middle of this Corona crazy. Oh yeah, you can't miss. Hey, this come thing. on, Knox. And, and I'm, I'm, I, I can't get him. Let him go yet. I, I need to know. So how has the Corona crazy affected Samaritan Ministries? Well, you know, I'm sitting in my basement rather than sitting in the office. So there's there's a little bit. (laughs) Yeah, we we uh, we were watching it closely. And uh, fortunately, um, man, I'll tell you what, God's providence and God's grace. We had the right mix of people uh, at the right time a few years ago for us to start investing in uh, situations like this one. We didn't expect COVID-19 to come through, right. but we did, uh, we did expect that at some stage we might have to deal with a disaster or we might have to deal with um, um, all sorts of you know, different things that could disrupt our service. And so what we did is we started building out the techno- technological infrastructure that we needed for that future case. We weren't saying, is it going to happen? We were going to say, when it happens, what are we going to do? And so we were prepared uh, to, to do what we, uh, what we had to do to respond to this. And man, I'll tell you, by the time that we had the stay-at-home order, we were able to, to transition our ninety uh, percent of our staff to full remote work within a week. And wow. in that time, we've um, we've been a hundred percent engaged. It's, it's uh, with our staff to uh, to make sure that we iterate and improve. It's been helping us actually improve some of our uh, people, process, and technology uh, yeah. uh, plans. And and we've um, we've we've actually found that not only have we been able to transition. To that remote status, it's actually in some ways improved our, our service levels. Wow. You can think about situations where your internet goes down. If you have a if you have a headquarters or a facility, if the internet goes down in that one place, everything's down. Right. Whereas if the internet goes down at one member, you know, staff member's house, it's not going to be down at the other staff member's yeah. house. And so there's things like that that have actually helped streamline um, the service that we've been providing. Wow. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. SamaritanMinistries.org forward slash cross politics. Can, can I do my thing now? You can do your thing. Okay, all right. Do your thing. But that was a good question. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> James, thank you for joining us on Cross Politics. want to encourage everybody to go to SamaritanMinistries.org forward slash cross politics. Support the people who support us. James, thanks for joining us. More Cross Politics when we come back. SamaritanMinistries.org forward slash Classical Conversation supports homeschooling parents by cultivating the love of learning through a Christian worldview in fellowship with other families. We provide a classical, Christ-centered curriculum, local, like-minded communities across the United States and in several countries, and we train parents who are striving to be great classical educators in the home. For more information and to get connected, please visit our website at classicalconversations.com. Classical. Christian. Get connected. Get community. Some normacy. Oh, <laughs> I know that music. Oh, oh, my Samaritan. Samaritan Ministries uh, coffee. Hey, hey, Neil, will you empty that? <laughs> I want some whiskey for this. Uh, oh, really? Yep. You gonna do that? Hold on, let me hey. turn this down real quick. Welcome back to Cross Politics on the one and only Fight Left Feast Network. Yes. You check out Samaritan. 
Hey, Neil, stop that for a second and empty, empty out my coffee. <laughs> wow. Yeah, for real. Just, just ordering the cameraman around. Yeah. That's hey, what we do? So on the break. And bring, were... bring Uncle Gary a glass and Toby and I'm, all that I'm, stuff. I'm good. I'm good. Uh, what, I don't you're good? What, um, what were you saying about E-Doctor? So, yeah, so he kind of mentioned it in passing, and I think we kind of missed Who, exactly how important, how important that was. Is that uh, apparently Samaritan Ministries has access to, if you're a member of Samaritan Ministries, you have access to an e-doctor. So an electronic doctor, a call-in doctor that you can call is in. Is it a text. real person? It's a real person. Okay. And you can call in and get, you know, diagnosed or, or they can help you as best as possible over the phone. Yeah. Thanks, Neil. Appreciate it. Neil, man. the intern, your gentleman and scholar. Thank you, sir. Yep. yep. Hey, he's single. <laughs> Hey. hey, hey! He's a good-looking dude. I'm gonna bring you back here. Let him see that face real quick. So, anyway, go, go ahead. Go ahead. You were saying. And, and so, uh, for it's part of the Samaritan Ministries pays the the cost for you to be able to call in to the e doctor and get so it's help. Free? It's free. It's part if of. If you're a member of yeah. Samaritan Ministries, you have access to an. Uh, Samaritan Ministry covers the twenty five dollar yeah. charge, yeah. which is fantastic. You can so, send them like a picture yeah. of your rash or something, and they'll tell you like what's going on. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, hey, Doc, what's yeah. this? <laughs> yeah. I'm asking for a friend. Yeah. Um, so, um, I don't think we even introduced Uncle Gary. We did not introduce him. Mean, did we, we need to? Does it, does, I mean, but, I'm sorry, I'm, my bad. Let's go. Gary DeMar is the president of American Vision. Yes. I used to work for Uncle Gary. Did you? I did. Um, I don't know. I don't have anything written down, actually. That's it. <laughs> I do everything for you. Um, how long have you been president of American Vision? I wrote God and Government. I've been working in American Vision since 1980. Woo! Then I retired for a few years, and and then he came back. God brought me back. Yeah, God did. Yep. <laughs> All right. So, we were praying for it. Yeah. Now, did you first start writing about politics, or started writing about the end times? I started writing about government. Yeah, and its and its role in the area of. Of and politics and the role of the area yeah. of government, yeah. self-government, family government, church government. So God so and government came first. Came first. And then when I went out and spoke on the topic, invariably someone would say, well, wait a minute, we're living in the last days. Why are we bothering with all this? Oh, <laughs> so yeah. it, was, I, it was kind of an apologetic answer right. to that question. And okay. I wrote Last Day's Madness based upon the fantastic book. Right. Well, and yeah. now that the mark of the beast is upon us, mm. COVID, <laughs> yeah. you can, well, we'll get to that. Hopefully. Mm. Um, so um, we didn't finish talking about the Idaho mom. In the first segment, yes. Uh, we got to get back there. Yeah, so. I mean. Where do we start? So I think the, the so they went to, decided to go to the park. Right. Intentionally. Tor- Intentionally. This, this was. A, they broke the this law. This was a staged thing. They broke the resolution. They broke the, yeah, that's right. Well, I think that mom was kind of planning on getting arrested. Well, she told the officer. She yeah, said, hey, yeah, she turned around. Well, you, you're going to arrest the mom? Well, go ahead yeah. and do it then. You guys right. record. So yeah. she, she actually instigated the officer to do what he did. I think the, um, the social media post that the news anchor lady was was referencing i think it was actually titled um uh like playdate protest or something like that like that, that <laughs> okay. was like okay. I mean, it was i mean part of the, the the problem with this of course is that that is um a public park i believe it is. which yeah. means that it's owned by the city right which means that it's owned by the public this, yeah i know it's but that's that's sort of part of the challenge and they though. shut it down i mean like the city you elected the city officials they shut it down and they told them hey you can go on the grass in protest. Oh, they did? They did. Okay. You can go to the grass. Here's a place, but you can't be on they, they the had equipment. Like, they had taped off the, the actual playground. Right. And so that's they, so they were, legalistic. They were, they were moving them away from the equipment, and some people were moving, some people weren't. Okay. And this lady uh, got a little snippy with the officer, and the yeah. officer got a little excited well, and decided to arrest her. They were there her. for a while. I mean, they were asking them to leave for a while, I understand. Well, part of what happened was that people called in yeah. to the police. Snitched. 
They snitched and yep. said, hey, there's people out there on the playground equipment. Taking down the tape and all Taking that stuff. Taking down the yeah. tape. So well, there's a lot of things going on They'd here. probably seen this Facebook post, too, and they were sure. just, like, you know, snooping on them. But... Because, you know, a lot of... You going to call? Oh, for real? Pe- well, people on Facebook got too much time. Well, yeah, I mean, that's, this that's is... For real. You know, there <laughs> was there, there's a meme going around called Karen. Yeah. Uh, and now now it's interesting to see the suburbia is getting Karen. Oh, I know. <laughs> is it, I is know. it like Hillary Clinton answers the phone at 3 a.m. in the morning? Yeah. Kind of commercial. You remember that? You, you know, remember here's, that? Here's, here's, here, from this whole thing, right now, I think they had an, another protest at the officer's house right. where, what, uh, Amon Bundy? Uh, yep. Ammon? Yep. Ammon? I can't uh, Ammon. Went there to serve grievance I, papers I, I, to the officers. This is like Bundy of like Bundy, Oregon. Or yeah. like the standoff with the, I don't know who it was, like the state police or somebody uh, with the FBI. I don't know who it was, but they had a it, big standoff. It was the uh, National Forest and, well, and the FBI it, together. It had or something. something to do with grazing rights. Bureau of Land Management right. was involved in it. It yeah. was so, big like standoff. Now, he's down in southern Idaho. Yeah. yeah. And he went and goes protests against the at, at that the cop to the cop's house, the cop's house, and serves him grievance papers because he works for the for the government. Yeah. And so, you know, I'm watching this. And can we do that? Uh, he did it. We can serve grievance papers. He seen, he did it somehow. He and the officer actually was gracious enough. One of the officers was gracious enough. They wouldn't let him go beyond a certain point off the to sidewalk the guy's house, to, the, to the guy's, guy's house. house. Yeah, yeah. And so the officer actually walked the papers up and, and actually taped him to the door. So that was that was nice of the officer to do. I'm watching all of this, and I'm having a bunch of thoughts running through my head. One of them yeah. is that I feel like um, the we should have been listening to the movement that said police overreach has gone too far. Mm. So there's two things I want to point to. One of them is that the, the Black Lives Matter movement, whoever you want to point to and, and say that this has been the movement in the minority group of people to say police have had way too much overreach. Yeah. And we didn't listen very well. And here's why. The first problem is with them. They made it a racial issue. They missed the they missed the marketing on this. And and they they the problem was it's just like with COVID, it it was actually wider than what they thought, but they can right. only see their area. Interesting. So the the how the room was on fire, but it's gonna eventually burn the house down, but they didn't make that argument. Right. They said, Hey, this is a racial issue. Right. Rather when they should have said saying if they can do this to us, they can do this to they all. They should of us. have said it's coming to us all. Right. Guys, if they're treating us like this, it's just a matter of time. Right. And and the second thing was that if they had made it an issue that was American, yeah. they would have been able to sound the alarm better for what's coming. Yeah. And so I think we have two faults. One was that you were so self-concerned, self-centered, that you didn't help the rest of everybody else out. Yeah. Yeah. And that's on both sides. The other side was saying, ain't nobody, look, when, when you're making the argument that, look, guys, this is not a racial, and this is, I'm talking about the people who are on the conservative side, yep. saying, guys, this is not a racial issue. White people get arrested and get shot more than black people. And you think that that argument is good. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, you wait. Look, you're so busy combating the racial issue that you're not able to see on your side. Wait, hold on. Why are police shooting us? Hold on a second. Let's just step back for a second and look at this objectively instead of thinking about it as a racial issue. Right. And so be- the racial issue has blinded us from the overreach of the government, period. Yeah. Mm, and right. so we haven't been able to think about right. this as clearly as we have. And so now in suburban parks, a mom can get arrested in front of her kids. Yeah. Right, well, because she's and, and again she was she was shouldn't have done what she was doing. I, I, I would I, say I don't know. I would say that she know. aggravated the situation. Just like I would have said if a black person would have said, "Hey, well arrest me, then police." Yeah. I would have said, "Hey, man, don't aggravate the situation because they will do that mess." Well, at some point, you okay. should ag- ag- aggravate so, the but, situation. But, but here's the problem: go to the grass. Look, if she would have went to the grass and made her case from there, 
she wouldn't have been arrested, and we would have been able to have a different kind of fight. But but look but look at the problem the cops just created. But, but, you arrested a mom. Right. Like, rhetorically, it looks really bad for them. There's a so battle. Actually, I don't have a problem with maybe picking that, that, that um, fight. Y- you know what? Because rhetorically, we win. There, um, there are times and places to pick the fight. Yeah. I don't know if I would have picked yeah. that particular yeah. time to That's, do that. I think it's a legitimate um, question. Yeah, it's, it's, I, I, look, I think, you know, and look, this, this virus thing is, is legitimate. It's real. There, there are hot spots yeah. that need to be de- dealt with. Sure. If, if, if you're going to protest something, the best way to protest is actually offer an alternative. Well, here, here's what we think should be done at these uh-huh. parks. Uh-huh. Parents should come with wipes. They should, you know, they should voluntarily Right, that's come. a good, uh, come on now. They could have sanitized the whole they, park they, down. Yeah. I mean, that's I, a good, I, good, good I, point. Flew, I flew down here on, on, on Delta from, from Atlanta. And you're at risk. I, well, I am 70 years old. I'm old. I, well, I well and also, down. according to the New York Post, um, if you have testicles and you're over the age of, of 60, you're really at risk. Mm. So, <laughs> so Uncle Gary... You're at risk. In the You're at risk, man. I'm at risk. I'm at risk. <laughs> anyway. But, the, but the, the airlines have gone, bent over backwards with dealing with sanitizing the, the, the planes, yeah. Yeah. making people feel comfortable that mm-hmm. they can get on these planes, yep. even though we're sitting next to one another and breathing on one another. But yeah. then they said, talked about the, the air filtration system that they've got, which is supposed to you know, deal with this because yeah. you know, the air is circulating throughout the right, plane. Right, right. And I just think if you're going to protest – Come up with a solution. Here's what we think can be done. Right. And then make an appeal to the, to the ma- local magistrate and say, hey, here's the recommendation. You want to come to the park? It's voluntary. But when you come, you got to do, you got to do the following things. And, yeah. yeah. And yeah. I think That's everybody's good. happy that way. And no yeah. one, I just think it's a better I, I, approach. I, I want to be clear, too. The police officer, so I, I, I wouldn't have aggravated the situation. Right. But the police officer should have never arrested her. Yeah. He should have never laid one hand on that woman. Yeah. And say, listen, I have the right well, to arrest you, but I, I don't. I agree with you. I don't think that this yeah. should be. Either, I, but this well, is what I, I, I hope she sues. I hope she does too for, uh, for it, everything. I, I'm. I have questions too about if that's the place to pick the fight, and that's the exact way to pick the fight. But I. But I think there need to be a we, ton of lawsuits right now yeah, for and, all the arbitrary and, application and, of these resolutions. Exactly. Yep. I mean, there's. It is. Um, that's the thing. Is this is not justice. When you have the government picking and choosing winners, yep. that's right. We, yep. we just talked. We talked about this in the first segment, but it, this is this is not harming the rich. This is not harming the wealthy. This is not no. harming the people who are still getting their paychecks. It, it is and harming the stock market, and it's an but, amazing that AOC yeah, is on the side but, of the wealthy right but, now. But <laughs> exactly, but not, but not exactly. nearly as much as the small business owners that's and right. the people who live paycheck by paycheck. But what they've done is basically said though that the people, you know, Walmart is doing. You know, I mean, they're hurting, but they're 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 still making money. They probably aren't hurting too bad. Um, they, you know, you've got um, the grocery stores. Yeah. And the liquor stores in Idaho, are the pot shops in Washington, Colorado, and California. Right. Um, you got, but what are they doing? They're saying essential, non-essential, and in in a lot of the construction things in Washington, if you have a government contract, yeah. you're allowed to keep doing construction. Yeah. The, the wow. air, when I was at the airport in yeah, Seattle. Yeah, yeah. And they're doing construction. And they have a couple of eating places open, yeah. and the majority of people getting their lunch there were the workers working at the airport, no masks on or anything. Yeah, right. right. But that's, that's You're from Georgia too, aren't you? Yes. So I mean, what, I mean, are they doing good things down there in Georgia? Well, the governor's opened up the economy a little bit. I was starting to, to today. What is today? The 24th. 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 Yeah. Uh, they opened up um, barbershops, hair salons, yeah. and tattoo parlors. Yeah. Um, well, that's and, essential. <laughs> that's real essential. What, then, what's still not open? Well, most everything else isn't now. Monday, there's going to be there are going to be more things opened up. Okay. So and now, 
President Trump has criticized yeah. uh, Governor Kemp. <laughs> but didn't Trump want that. things open? <laughs> well, he does. But, I, but I, think he, I think this was a smart move. I don't know if he had to criticize him, but I, I think what he should have said, look, you're the governor of a state. You got elected. You know, there are political consequences to your decisions here. Um, and, you know, I, you know, it's up to you. This is, this is the way our government's supposed to work. Yeah. Uh, and the governor makes that decision, lieutenant governor and other politicians. So I, I, think, it's, I think it's a smart move. Open up things a little bit at a time, see the, re, you know, the, the implications of yeah. it all. But I think these, these restaurants, except for a lot of restaurants that are doing, uh, you know, call in, drive in, and so forth, they're doing well. Some of them are doing well. My, yeah. One of my son's, is a uh, owner of a, uh, a drive-through coffee coffee place. Sure, they've had their best, their best yeah. the last couple of weeks. Yeah. because he can't go into Starbucks. There's nothing else open. Yeah, yeah. Right. you have to do drive-through. But, but they theirs is theirs is, do, yeah. is doing. I think very the, well. th- wow. the thing. I mean, a bunch of so a bunch of churches have been pushing back on the restrictions pushed on, put on them, saying if you can do drive-in coffee, you can do drive-in restaurant, then right. you ought to be able to do drive-in church. Right. Which I appreciate at least you know sort of uh, some parity there, some equality right. there. But I, I think we still need to see that it's. It's that's still not even um, just. It's not. Um, the, the First Amendment is there for a reason. Yeah. And you know, coffee shops did not get into the First Amendment. Walmart yeah. didn't get into the First Amendment. Now, arguably, yeah. the right to peaceful as, peaceful assembly includes assembling to do business. Yeah. If you're yeah. if you're not doing something violent and harmful, yeah. then you ought to be able to get together for uh, and assemble to do whatever you want to do to recreate, right. to worship, right. or to do business, or go to a park. But or go to a park. That's yeah. But. But churches are singled out. Religion is singled out as something yeah. that the government cannot touch, which means the threshold is really, really high, and it's on them to demonstrate that they have not um, in any way limited religious expression. Right. But if you can have thousands of people milling through Walmart yep. and hardware stores. We should go have and, church at Walmart. And grocery stores like, over the course of a day. On Sunday, go to Walmart and have church there. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> right, that, it, it, it really is. I, I yeah. fully believe that it really is religious discrimination. Yeah. Um, when, they, when they have singled out churches as non-essential, yeah. when the First Amendment actually says the opposite. It right. basically says this is one of the most essential things. Yeah. Keep your grubby fingers off of it. Yeah, that's now, right. Now, do I think that there could be an extreme bubonic plague situation where the, where the state can come in and say you've got to quarantine and was, yeah, yeah, okay. I actually, I actually believe that. Yeah. yeah. But this is not that. Yeah. Can, and, and if you, and if it's, and the thing is, is you're being unequal because you're saying it's really, really bad, except for all the government contracts. Yeah. It's really, really bad, except for big box stores, yeah. which means it's not really that bad. Yeah. You know, if you're going to do the draconian thing, yeah. then it should close down everything. Yep. Treat yep. everybody equally. Yeah. Yep. But if you're not doing that, then you're privileging some and you're discriminating against others. And then yep. the question is, by what standard? This is this is again goes back to the first point I was making with the park and with the Black Lives Matter and all that stuff. Listen, I'm not a I don't support Black Lives Matter for one bit. I think they're destroying the black family. Yeah. But the the movement, the idea that's behind the movement originally with the whole arrest and stuff, police brutality, police brutality, overreach of government, period. Yeah. Yes. Um, has been saying this is coming. Yeah. And there's a great opportunity right now for us to really look at everything objectively and maybe be able to show, hey, guys, this is bigger than what you're saying. Right. And and so the, all those overreach that we're seeing happening is not something that just started. No. And it's not something that's brand new. Right. This has been festering underneath a long time. And because it hasn't hit our doors, we haven't right. well, said much about it. Yeah. I just I just want to add here that who's all who are all the people making these decisions? Old people over 60. 
Those are, and, and I, I really believe that the older people are fearful, fearful we have and nervous of this. At the table right I, I, we want to honor. I think Gary's got a. He's Gary's not fearful, but they're all driven in fear. All the politicians <laughs> here and 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 on our city council are older. Yeah, Governor Little well, is older. No. There's there's a couple city council members who are younger, but I, but yeah. this is coming from I, a generation who uh, I've I've been emailing with a bunch of people this last week because of the protest. They all are older and have their money and they're set and they have their jobs and they aren't worried about their income. You said it's the stuff. age thing. I, I don't. I, I'm I, not this sure. is I driven. The I, people I, are I making the decisions are over are older. No, no. I I I think there may be some of that, but I actually. I actually disagree. I, you're just you're wrong. I, I'm I was going to say okay. same thing. I, I think a lot of older folks have seen far worse things, yeah. and I think they're sitting there scratching their heads, saying, "What the heck? Yeah. Why? Why are we closing everything yeah. down?" Well, the politicians, I think, fear are calculating. First, yeah, I just want to prove your point wrong. Uncle Gary got on a plane and drove all the way here. He's not a politician. And, and <laughs> I'm saying all the political well, leaders. I would, I would make are the making these decisions. Of politicians versus uh, age. Yeah, I don't think it's an age. Thing. I think I, I think, think it's, it's a, politicians. Yeah, I would say that too, Uncle Gary. How do we get? What does the new normal look like, and how do we get back to getting businesses running? Because part of me feels like I'm, I'm grateful for Governor Kemp saying, oh, let's restart the, the economy again. Georgia but, economy. But you ain't got no business between me and the seller and the buyer. Let me do my, I'm going to do my thing and not worry about you. But right now it seems like people are overextending their hand. How do we get back into this the, the right way? Well, I think they're, they're, the, the main part is you know, you're opening up the economy, but at the same time there are people who are reluctant – to go out there and actually do business in the economy. Right. And like older people like me, uh, you know, I, my wife and I are on social security. I mean, I'm, it hasn't, this hasn't affected me at all. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think there are a lot of people at the up, you know, who are, who are older, who uh, are somewhat content to, to stay at home because they're staying sure. at home anyway. Yeah. Sure. Right. Um, now, but there are a lot of younger people who I, know and I've talked with and emailed with who are concerned about this and oftentimes it's because they have children mm -hmm. they're concerned about their own children and what's going to happen even though it seems like the virus hasn't affected young children not but very much that, at that, all. that could change uh, so it's opening up the economy I think it's I think that's the where, where we start I think you give people a responsibility and say you're gonna have to make that decision your, yourself as to what you're going to open and how you're going to open and at the same time, the people are going to have to make the decision as to whether or not they want to they want to participate. Um, and there's a difference, though, between people having the freedom to make that choice, exactly. which every one of us at this table would right. say, you should yeah. have the freedom to make that choice. Exactly. And the difference between that and the government mandating yeah. a choice. Yeah, for I it. know. And that's the th I mean, the fear of being arrested and your neighbors. My my uh, daughter-in-law told me that in the neighborhood they used to live in, this somebody called the police on somebody was walking. Oh, they had a little family get together. Yeah, uh, and they called the police on their they family. Called the, they called the police. Now the police came because they have to come. Yeah. Uh -huh. But they said, you know, hey, it's it's okay because there were like eight eight people and there was a family and all that. Yeah. We had our we had our uh, youngest son and their their five kids over on on Tuesday. Yeah. So it's oh, my, this is nothing. What's, what's your address? Yeah. <laughs> but see, that's nothing. I, I keep saying this, but this is nothing new. Yeah. The police being called for just doing having a yeah. barbecue out in front of your house. Really? My, my mom got arrested. <laughs> my mom, the, before, the, this is what drives me nuts. This situation at the park, the, yeah. again, these are the kids who are not at risk yeah. with moms who are underneath the risk as well. Yeah. 
at a park. This is not a situation to be elevated. They have every right to be there. And I, I know it's shut down, but this is a non-risk people we're talking about. Yeah. No one's thinking at all. Right. And my, I've been in this situation where my mom got arrested and there was no Bundy there yeah. to serve that cop mm. grievance papers. Mm. And so I'm just saying, guys, we got to think about this a little broader. There's some opportunity. Yeah. But again, this has been festering for a long time. Maybe now we'll get a chance to stand up and... and, and Oh. Well, and I'm hoping I'm hoping November people vote a lot of these people I'm, out. I'm happy this is happening. I yeah. am so happy this is yeah. happening because I think now we're going to see some. We need, we need a bunch of attorneys, Christian attorneys, yeah. thoughtful, biblical Christian attorneys yeah. to file a bunch of lawsuits right yes, now. Yes, we do. And right. we need to do a big pushback. Right. Um, I, I do think there is a biblical role for government. There is a biblical role even for quarantine. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Uh, but that's not what this is. But yeah. we, I mean, the state of Idaho, just by ourselves, we, I mean, basically every state that got shut down got accused of being infected with COVID-19. That's right. Yeah. We That's all right. got treated like we were infected or we were infectious. Yeah. Yep. And, we, and our places of worship, our businesses are hazardous. Unjust. Which is not true. And in order to, you have to, I mean, there's due process just got completely thrown out of the window. Yeah. I mean, where are the testimony? Where's the witness? Did, yeah. you, did you make this happen? And you need to get Gary's book, God and Government, so you even know what we're talking about. And People write me a lot and say, where does this come from? And I recommend God and government every time. All the time. Um, and not yeah. just that, they actually have a new book coming out, American Vision. Can you talk about that for a second? Which new book? Uncle Gary, the Greg <laughs> the Bonson, Greg Bonson book. book. Yes. Yeah. Against All Opposition. Oh. Uh, it'll be two volumes. First volume is at the printer right now. We're Hopefully, we're going to get the books next week. Wow. What, what is this wow. about? This When Greg was alive, American Vision put on three uh, life preparation conferences for high school and college kids. Greg spoke at all three of them. Uh, and the first one he did, we published that book called Pushing the Antithesis. And then he had two others uh, that he did. And I started listening to them again. I said, this is great stuff. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of books on apologetics that are very heavy, too yeah, yeah. philosophical. Yep. Greg just dealt with all of the, the basic presuppositional apologetic mm. stuff at the fundamental levels. Yeah. So we had him trans- the, the talks transcribed. I had it edited by a good friend. And I went through it and edited it again and, you know, with some transitional things, subheads, uh, glossary, study questions. Wow. About 256 pages of the first volume. First volume. Oh. Against, oh. Against you're you're sending us signed copies, I, right? I can't. Well, Greg's you, not alive. You can sign I them. I can sign them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just write Greg yeah. in big letters. But if, if somebody wanted to get uh, God in government right now, where could they go? AmericanVision.org. Mm. AmericanVision.org. Also, check out his books on the end times. We didn't get there, but like, if you're worried about the mark of the beast right now because they're doing some tracing about whether you got we should We should do a special little segment when we're done with this and, and put it should. behind the club membership. But in, anyways, that. that's great. Go to AmericanVision.org, and, and it's Last Day's Madness. I mean, that would be a great place. What else? What else? Wars and Rumors of Wars. Yeah. The Rapture and the Fig Tree Generation. Yeah, all good stuff. Man. Myth, Lies, and Half-Truth is probably my favorite book. Okay. It works through every argument out there from a, that's on a dispensational side. If you're trying to cross over and work through some things, it's the best book yeah. you can get on all that. Right. Okay. And if you're a Fight, Laugh, Feast Club member, I just want to say thank you. The Amen. last three or four thank weeks you. are possible. Yeah. We've been doing content every day because of you. Yep. We would we, love to keep going. We appreciate you. Just just. just Come on, do Come us on. a deal. Do, do, us, do, us a, do everything for us. Help fight with us. <laughs> laugh with us. Feast with us. Sign up for the club membership. We love it. We love you. If you're single, get married. If you're married, have kids. If you have kids, go baptize them. Until next week, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Go fight. Laugh and feast. This is Christ's politics. <laughs> well done. Well done, Knox. Well done, Knox.